Welcome to That's So Retrograde. <laughs> Welcome, you guys. We're back. And we're in the midst of a retrograde. And a Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Wow. Put on your yarmulke. It's time to celebrate Hanukkah. One of the greatest contributions to the Jewish culture was that song, I'll Is say. Is Adam Sandler. Sure. <laughs> in general. Sure, why not? <laughs> Across the board. Um, this is That's So Retrograde. Yeah. Let us be your festival of light for the next hour or I so. I like that. Yeah. Tonight's the second night. It is. Are you lighting your menorah? Did I you find it? I can't find my menorah. <laughs> thorn. Did you look where I said it might be in the in the living room in those dresser drawer things? Not yet. We'll get there. I, I energetically connected with Elizabeth's menorah and I said, I feel like it's in the cabinets in your living room. Okay. And she was just dick deep in the drawers in her kitchen who knew i don't think menorahs live there it, at one time mine did i don't even have one how bad is that and you i went to italy last night DIY on the first night of hanukkah one. nah it's fun it's all just light those there's lights so many in my things heart. you could do nah okay well that's another <laughs> another discussion relatable maybe there's so many jews out there who don't have menorahs and don't want to light don't want to make one yeah right guys Sure. Yeah. Right, guys. We and by guys, we have uh, the beautiful Allie Hilfiger and her husband Steve Hash joining us, it's aka just, Nama Steve. It's Nama Steve today. Nama Steve today. <laughs> while we're here at Rama Institute in Venice, California, you guys might remember. Space. Oh yes, sure. You guys remember Allie from her other episode in which we discussed her book, Bite Me. Mm-hmm. That was how long ago was that? That was last year. Last year. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, we were in a different space. Talking about Lyme disease and everything in between. All the things in between. And through your journey with Lyme, you've had quite a wellness experience. I have. Anything that you're vibing on now? Like, what's new in the arsenal? Let's see. What's in my little toolbox? <laughs> you know, right now, it's really been keeping things pretty simple. I got pretty sick coming back from Mexico recently, and since I've you know had an autoimmune thing for so long, I'm a little bit extra sensitive. It hits me a bit harder. Mm-hmm. So just really simple things like um, slowing down, learning how to say no to things, and taking things off of my plate, mm. which is really hard. And that's sort of a non-tangible tool, but that is extremely effective. And uh, really putting myself first in my family because if I can't be healthy, if I'm not healthy, I can't show up for my daughter or my husband. Mm-hmm. So I've been showing up for myself in that regard. I like it when you show up. <laughs> Thanks. I know, I know you do. <laughs> I went to get an hour and a half massage and um, I, I really love body scrubs because it really takes off. It's, a, it's another way of detoxing. And so I got, went to the Wee Spa, and I got a really yes. intense scrub, went into the sauna, and really just took my time. I did not stress about not being home. And then another thing that I've been realizing is, you know, and not realizing, but re-realizing, is how much, in the retrograde, is how much, you know, little stressors can affect us more than we think Mm -hmm. because we put up such thick walls to protect ourselves from from life because every day is very can be very stressful with traffic or family or phone calls or relationships or whatever it is and that we've we've really built such a thick skin so that we aren't as sensitive however they still affect 
us as humans. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sort of tapping into my sensitive side and understanding how I'm in how I'm physically internalizing stressors that I would normally sort of put myself on autopilot to deal with. Mm. Yeah. And I'm acknowledging them and I'm recommitting myself to things that make me happy, such as Steve and I going to the movies last night. Oh, what'd you guys see? We saw three billboards with Francis uh, McDormand. Dying to see it. It was really, really, it was actually like, it was a, it's a dark comedy. I mean, it's sort of a thriller dark comedy. It was, it was really, really enjoyable. I bawled my eyes out, which was really cathartic. Yeah. <laughs> And then That's not uncommon. instead of <laughs> instead of going to the Dresden room to have a glass of wine and see Marty and Elaine, we decided to go home and go to bed. Stop. Oh. You have a couple friend named Marty and Elaine. No, no, no. They're really old I people who live, who, who work at the Dresden oh, room and like, play piano. Is- <laughs> They've been there for years, Marty and Elaine. They're like famous. In, oh, my in God. Las Vilas. Um, and we also walked around and explored a little Tokyo and just kind of went inside what random shops. That it sounds was just, like a dream. It was a, it was a day that I don't allow myself to have Mm because I feel like I have to show up for everyone else or if I'm not working then I have to you know be at home organizing or taking care of our daughter and you know she had two play dates yesterday I could do these things Mm -hmm. and I'm giving myself time and space to do things that are fun and enjoyable just for the hell of it Mm -hmm. we can all use a little I think so too I mean like to be more fluid through life and understand that we don't have to do everything that has a purpose necessarily. Yeah, especially like with self-care, I feel it's becoming, it's such its own like industry and entity at this point, but it's when you, when you're like, this is self-care, it almost becomes like rigid and then you're beating yourself up for not like meditating or doing yoga or taking care of yourself. And it's like sometimes taking care of yourself is just fucking off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the thing is that the, the fluidity of life and just enjoying life yeah really like enjoying it like we went to have a piece of pie yesterday just for the hell of it i, I never that. do that in the daytime yeah <laughs> i love that it was like it was so much <laughs> fun wondering Didn't who's doing that, that? there's, a, I there's a pie place that just opened up next door to ramon i'm like who's just like casually Luxuriously going in and like daytime eating pie daytime eating pie but <laughs> i guess <laughs> five, found it. at 5 30 okay. p.m that's like amazing. a happy hour it's happy it was hour happy hour <laughs> and we were like why isn't there anyone here it seems so dead and i was like oh it's not even dinner time yet no one's yeah pie yeah no <laughs> come back move over dinner, cup right? doing things that make you, you happy and yeah and like you know people will say well you know eating pie has sugar and gluten and dairy blah, 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 blah. it's like okay yeah so if delicious. you if you look at it as a negative, unhealthy, toxic thing, then it will be that. Yes. However, a really amazing healer told me this. If you allow yourself one or or three treats a month or a week or whatever it is that you can have, instead of looking at it like, oh my God, oh my God, this is so bad for me, this is so bad for me, this is so bad for me, while putting it into your mouth, it will do that. But if you say, oh my gosh, this is amazing, this is so good for me, this makes me happy, this is so enjoyable, look at how beautiful this is, and really like put that good energy into it, then it will become good energy in your body, and it mm-hmm. will not become toxic waste, you know? Mm-hmm. So that that's that's my vibe. That's, and that's what I say every time I take a shot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico really was fun. I'm doing, I'm doing something right. <laughs> Namaste, Steve. What about you other than the tequila? Namaste, Steve. Um, well, I did yoga once this year. <laughs> 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 
and oh, to her, learn last week. What about our daughter making us do chakra meditations? Yeah, our daughter really likes this uh, very specific chakra meditation that she found on YouTube once. And she's only two and a half, but somehow she knows about this one. And this morning, actually, let's do meditation, let's do meditation. So we get the little iPad out and put it on and you're, oh my God. you go through a whole chakra meditation. And it has to be this specific one. It's, 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 it's a long, drawn-out monks doing a sound per chakra. Uh-huh. So like, first chakra, the sound is ooh. And then you, and then you hear monks go, <laughs> and she will only listen to this one. It's like a seven-minute tune-up chakra meditation. I'm obsessed with that. Very excited for this upcoming generation. Yeah, Yeah. you're the person who introduced me to the term crystal child. Yeah. Because I had never heard that before. Indigo child and rainbow child. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew about indigo children, but I didn't know about... Rainbows and crystals. Yeah. (laughs) And you have one of those. Yeah. You you popped one out. It's from Namasteve. (laughs) (laughs) Steve's sperm was super crystalline well you guys were pretty excited about your latest venture which is in part why we invited you on today Um, you have a podcast that recently launched you guys kind of inspired us actually the first meeting I had about having a podcast was was with Stephanie. Uh huh. I think you guys are probably the, the first, and maybe yeah, probably the first people I've ever met that had a podcast. Yeah. Really, huh? Yeah. You were you Look inspired us. us to do this. Wow, like, wow they can do it, and it's so if great. They can if do they it. can do it. <laughs> if these can. two fuck ups can do it, I mean, <laughs> anyone can. Uh, that's very flattering, though. Thank you. So explain the inspiration behind it, because we were listening to it the other day, and I was just fell in love. So. Go you looking ahead. at me? Go ahead, Namaste. Bring your wisdom to the table. So I mean, it's pretty simple. Basically, well, one thing that we do a little bit differently than than some podcasts is we travel to artists and musicians and designers and basically just kind of anyone creative. Mm-hmm. Um, we travel to their spaces and interview them in their space, and that is something that we want. That's like kind of a, a thread throughout the whole thing, where we're kind of inviting people into this personal space. Um, and aside from that, it's really simple we we just want to create a library of conversations with um people that we find inspiring and are making stuff and hopefully inspiring other people to make stuff you guys are really providing a window into the creative process which is interesting because i'll speak for instance for fashion i feel like instagram has really like blown the or the digital age in general and new Mm -hmm. media has really blown the lid off of that industry but there's still so many creative minds that are so deeply rooted behind the scenes who are creating these like major campaigns Mm -hmm. and like who are fixtures within the space that instagram still doesn't give us the the new generation has no idea about too like somebody like trey laird most people he's not like a household name for like kids but he's behind every major like American designers campaign that everyone's seen. I love or that Alex David Tech. Yeah, Alex David Tech yeah. who, you know, is has basically done every major fashion show, uh, produced every major fashion show in the last X amount of years. And there's all these kind of names that are industry names that a lot of people don't know. And so part of what we wanted to do was introduce some of those people to people and also create a platform that wasn't like super pretentious or like hard to get at. It was like just kind of casual and approachable but you still get enough meat to feel like you maybe learned something. Totally. But you're also not just like 
okay, this is like, you know. And it's cool because you guys are like actually connected with all of these people, which I think makes it so unique is Mm -hmm. that these are people that are like in your world, in your friend circle, and you're just really shining a spotlight on what they're doing. And it's just really fun to go along on those conversations with you. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah, it was really fun. We weren't sure how it was going to go. (laughs) Yeah, like I didn't know, I didn't know anything about that Trey, what's his name? Yeah, Trey Trey Laird, yeah. Obviously like, why would his name come up for me in my in mm-hmm. my world and I didn't need to know mm-hmm. you know just as soon as we dropped in I just love how like your sort of like personal connection to that world yeah. like you know it's a very delicate thing that you're kind of doing where you're like making yourself vulnerable to your own family story but like using that to bridge the gap into these conversations it was really mm. Cool. I was like, I want, like, this guy is, like, so fucking wise and incredible. I'm like, I just want to follow him around everywhere and learn what he Yeah, it's very, knows. like, fly on the wall, which yeah. is so fun. But yes. my favorite is how you guys are like, yeah, Donna. And I, like, said to Steph, I was like, they're talking about Donna Karen. <laughs> like, just, like, so casual. Which yeah. it's sometimes hard in podcasts when they're, like, so inside baseball. It but could be unrelatable it easily. It is so cool yeah. because, like, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm so intrigued with that space in general. But it's just so fun. It is fun, and it's it's really cool to really have an opportunity. And we, when we called it sit in because people are sitting in with us yeah. on these conversations, and we are sitting in with them yeah. in their space. But the cool thing about podcasting, and I know you guys can relate to this, is it really is an opportunity to put the cell phones away, to be present, to have a clear conversation, to give people a real opportunity to listen. And for the other person to really express their point of view. And how rare is that? I know, just to like talk. And to listen. <laughs> to talk and, no, and to really listen. Some yeah. of the people we've interviewed are like, wow, like that was so much fun. A great like, conversation. No cameras. I don't have to like get all like, you know, hair and makeup for it. We're actually talking for like an hour about stuff I care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think some of the, most of the guests have been almost like kind of surprised at how much they liked it, which has been great for us because we're like, fuck yeah, like, I guess we're doing something right if they like it, you know? Totally. The, the best advice that I was, one of the greatest advice that I was given in the beginning of doing this podcasting was from you, Steve. Oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> in the beginning, I was Namaste. the only one doing the interviewing. I was going alone and he was kind of the guy behind the scenes. And I was like, you know, I think I want you to really do this with me. And he's like, you sure? <laughs> you sure about I'm that? I'm behind the scenes kind of guy. But but I dragged him into the into the under the table with me. But you said to me, "Pretend that you're a therapist." Huh? And it was the best advice given to me, and it's helped me ever since. I so love thanks, that. Thanks, Namaste. You're welcome. So is that helping you in, in like the way you are formulating your questions <laughs> and in in that? In that realm? Yes. The way I'm formulating my questions, the way that I'm listening, the way that I'm guiding the conversation. I want the conversations to not only inspire the audience, but I want the people that we're sitting with to rediscover their, their light, their motivation, mm. their, their, their flicker. Because, you know, if you've been in, the, in a certain industry for a very long time, you get jaded. You can. Of course. Mm-hmm. But to find that that spark that started you and that excitement and that glimmer, I love watching these people get reignited and like, wow, what I'm doing is really great. Yeah, it's I've seen it in people's eyes and it makes me so happy to reintroduce themselves to themselves. That's so beautiful. Yeah, that just gave me chills. Aw, gives me chills every time. (laughs) What's been the hardest part about podcasting or maybe a surprising element 
Hmm. What do you think, babe? I think you get very tied up with the technological side and the being paranoid that the record button's not being is not really recording. <laughs> That's a thing, though. That's, yeah, that's happened. Thing. That's yeah. a real life thing. I've had that happen on when I've guessed it on other people's podcasts. Yeah, like, I, we talked think... for like two hours, and then she's like, "Oh, oh no, I know." Yeah, I think from a production side, because we're doing it in, in a different place every time, that's <clears throat> something that's been a Sorry. little bit challenging to figure out exactly how to capture good sound in, like, you know, anywhere. Like, we just did this, we did um, this artist group in Brooklyn. And, Jonah Freeman and, and, uh, and Jason, Lowe. Jason Lowe. And they were, like, working in the background, and the guy, they're like, oh, do we need to stop working? And I'm like, oh, no, it's totally fine. You guys keep working. And then after I left, I was like, you know what? Maybe we should have asked him because I think there's going to be a lot of background noise in this. <laughs> so I have to try to figure out how to get this out. Um, but that's just a, like a, I guess, a production challenges. But you know what else has been interesting is our, our guests are so visual. You know, we we mm-hmm. it's all creative people mostly to do with visual, tangible items, mm. and to not be able to like record video record where we are so that our audience can really see the space and we we can do it to a certain two. extent that's phase yeah. two there you go <laughs> room that's to what evolve. you guys are doing mm-hmm. yeah we do record this we rip the audio from that oh cool and um but i don't know what we're gonna do with the video maybe there'll be a fun compilation Highlight, Highlight reel, reel. <laughs> coming in 2018. You could also do like a really f- high speed one, like, and it's like every episode, and you're yeah. just at the end being like, oh. and people <laughs> are like, what the fuck was the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we'll use it for something, some sort of con- conceptual storytelling content. Man, mode. who's been yeah. your uh, favorite interview so far, or like most mm-hmm. surprising, or just one that stood out? I mean, all of them are been pretty fantastic most of the people i think it's important to add are people who aren't normally like going on podcasts like a Gigi hadid and mm-hmm. and that type of thing and like your dad even tommy hilfiger also on the show you know it was very interesting interviewing my father it was you know it's it's nary a time that we do not have our cell phones in front of right. us and we're just distracted by family or getting interrupted or whatever it is so to have a real um hour with him and talking about non-logistical subjects mm-hmm. was really cool. Uh, Martin Lawrence Ballard, Anya mm-hmm. Heinmark, Mark Quinn, uh, people coming up that uh, Polly Borland, Michelle Okadoner. I mean, gosh, there are so many Claire. I mean, whenever I go into a designer's studio, like a Claire V or somebody, I leave like with on the verge of tears because I missed designing so badly and I'm like but and they're doing it and they're doing it so well and I want to be that when I grow up and I can see it and it's so close and it's very inspiring to me so that's been really something that I've gotten out of it that I love that's personally amazing. what about you um as far as favorite guests yeah. I mean they're all great some of the ones I think that are more like somebody like Mark Quinn who's out just out today actually what does he do um he's an artist fine okay. artist um, kind of came up in the late 80s with Damien Hurst and um, Sarah Lucas so, yeah, and Tracy Emin a bunch of those kind of guys and he he's just an amazing sculptor and painter I mean he does everything you can imagine um, but I think I resonate with more of the fine artists just because that's kind of where my world is yeah that's your background you you know I mean? is so, in fine art lots of things yeah. lots of things um, but no like a, a sculptor and art and painter um, however, I spent like the last 15 years or so as a creative director in the music industry. Yeah. So I kind of have both sides of that. 
and now um, I've kind of refocused to just focusing on the fine art side of things. Beautiful. Whenever we interview an artist, I see Steve's um, light start to flicker mm. as well. He gets reignited as well, and he gets like a boost of inspiration and motivation to to um, continue his work as a sculptor and a painter. It's, it's been really nice I think the biggest thing, yeah, I've probably got out of this whole experience, and we're ju- we've just started. We're only a few months yeah. in. Is... Um, as creative people, like you said about going to design houses, going and talking to all these people, it's like the most amazing inspiration for yourself where I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah, like this is cool. Oh, like you get to see what everyone's working on. It's like, you, you know, it's like going to an amazing art gallery, you know, yeah. once a week or whatever. It's, it's great. And seeing behind the scenes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also you're exposing people to things that they might like all like mm-hmm. I'll be honest half of those names you said I yeah. don't recognize but I'm like I need to know them mm-hmm. I yeah. need to know what they're all about that's great I mean that's part of the whole that's, idea yeah you're you're exposing people to ideas and people and art that they may not have been exposed yeah. to otherwise no just recently some friends of ours hit us up and we're like hey we heard about um, one of the artists you interviewed you know on the podcast and can you put me in touch with the gallery we want to buy some of her work Amazing. so you know it's like they're you know it's cool. It's nice when it kind of starts to come full circle. Totally. Like Are a lot of the people that you're interviewing, they're not normally on podcasts, I would imagine. No, some of them didn't even know what a podcast was. <laughs> yeah. <to be> <laughs> yeah. What's Love a podcast? Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. What about, Most of them, to be honest. What about working together as a married couple? It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find a substitute for me, it would be really great. We'll take her. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's awesome. Great. It is awesome. It's you know what's fun is, you know, instead of being you know going to an office separately and then coming together at the end of the day and still focused on what was going on at an office or whatever project you're working on separately, where we get to have we have experiences together that we get to have conversations about and relate them to our life. How, how am I verbalizing this? Well, I think not was, very well. No, I, th- I mean it's been an interesting transition for us because when we first met, when we lived in New York seven years ago today. Today, oh my God. by the way, yeah. happy anniversary! Thank yeah. you. <laughs> That's really cute. Um, I had a popped Wait, up in my calendar. You guys met days. before Christmas. Did you hang out on Christmas? Uh, we hung out. I uh-huh. flew down to Costa Rica to see him the day after Christmas. See, on my thing it says that time we met and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That popped up this morning. I was like, oh, shit. That's amazing. <laughs> That's oh. so cute. <laughs> I mean, working with a spouse, is it can also be bittersweet. Like, you know, we can give each other constructive criticism, and it's easy we to take to be careful things personally. That, yeah. mm-hmm. So sometimes like, we have look, to, I'm not trying to say anything, but right. maybe. We, we have to be like, okay, <laughs> so, like, try not to take this personally because I'm just saying this, like, from a producer's standpoint. But right. maybe it would be better if we worded it like this. Try it like this. Right. And instead of being like, oh, whatever, like, like a teenager, yeah. you know, being like, okay, whatever, dad, like, God. <laughs> <laughs> you have we to, just keep the professional professional and then. Yeah. And, and also, I think what really works, like in any relationship, is a friendship where you mutually really, really respect each other's point of view. Mm-hmm. And I truly and utterly respect and look up to Steve's perspective um, creatively. And, and right, thank you. I think better. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Those are goals. Love it. Mm. Um, so Stephanie, and I always talk about how Ellie, you are like this 
like society lady in our lives you just have you really <laughs> the you way you have, talk you have this like elegance about you especially when you're entertaining or you have people that you're introducing like, like you just work the room and you make everybody Stephanie they have a darling podcast and then she's like floating. And then, yeah. and this is so and so you guys should connect and it's, it's just like it's an art I that I feel it. like is, is so lost well, darling, growing up in New York City society, we'll have to know how to do these things today. Exactly. While sipping on a nice cocktail, of course, and, and pouring other people champagne. One hundred percent. Fully your spirit. It is. In like she is in the most beautiful of ways. Like what? Um, any like fun holiday entertaining stuff you do or? The non-racist version of Auntie Mame. <laughs> exactly. Um, what do you what it, like? We have the holidays coming up. Yes. Elizabeth wants to know, like, what kind of trays like you're going to be offering Stewart people. Yeah, yeah, like, what's your vibe? Because yeah. I just oh. respect you. Are you right no. I got and it. Are baby. we coming over to watch reruns of the Mariah Carey reality so show? So we're. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> and number two is I think entertaining. Entertain in a, quite in a, a bit, we really actually. do, and I think that. Um, being showing your guests that you're really relaxed and being like, yeah, kick off your shoes, throw your bags anywhere, but you know, lie down if you need to take a nap, no big deal. Like, you know, being very, uh, sort of just like dropping down. Mm. Um, because I understand at, at events where I invite people to that are outside of my home, I, I can get a little bit floaty and out of myself because it is very overwhelming. And that's when I am good at saying, hey, this is Stephanie Elizabeth. They have a wonderful podcast. Hey, meet this person. They did it and connecting them because I don't have the mental, physical energy to sort of be super <laughs> present and have a great conversation. Yeah. But in my own house, I think having um, food that... I think less is more. Honestly. I think less is more like like having like platters of finger food is really great you know like this is like very like this is boring no okay i love having cornish i love i love cornish on pickles really great cheeses lots of it's all um, about the good cheese fruit honestly. different like three varieties of cheese at least three crackers three fruits <laughs> olives pickles the rule and of three we just did a numerology the episode the rule of three <laughs> and then this is another thing is just putting the wine, opening the wine in sparkling water, putting them out on the table with glasses pre-laid out. That way guests can help themselves. Because mm. the most frustrating thing for me is somebody's coming in, like where two people are coming in at the same time, you're having a conversation, you want to pour the person who's just come in like a glass, but you can't because you're engaged in the other person. It's it's like a juggling And act. there's nothing worse as a guest. And like, then your kid's wine running around. And wine and being like, um... Can I have like mm-hmm. nothing? Can I have worse. a glass of wine? No. I, no, that makes me feel like a weird poor like Oliver Twist. Have it open. <laughs> or have it open. Can someone get me a drink? No, exactly. <laughs> have it open and available. Glasses there, and just like as soon as you come in, hey, great, great that you're here. Help yourself. Make yourself at home and help yourself. I love the yeah. like relaxed society lady chic that you just exude. It's and really always good. wear a moomoo, darling. Of course. <laughs> Um, tell That's our listeners so where they can. Yes, of course, always braless or unhook it, whichever. Yeah, I, I'm unhooked right now. <laughs> respect, respect. <laughs> tell our listeners where they can find Sit In Podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app or pretty much anywhere. You can Google mm. it. Sit, sit in dot com and sit in podcast. Sit in podcast dot com at sit in podcast on your Insta shmam. Ooh. 
I had a thought, and I know we wrote this down and we didn't get to it, but I thought it would be fun if we did this. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you guys have any questions for us? I Since do. you're now interviewers? Yeah. yeah. We <laughs> need some tips. Okay. Okay. Because I noticed in the beginning, before we started, you had a very organized trajectory, and you ran us through that. When did you discover that that was more helpful, and why? Well, hmm. interesting. We used to... We, that was kind of... We used to have, like, a much more actually serious outline where we would, like, almost read from it in a way. Not verbatim, but we would, like, really It was try a deep run of show. And then, yeah, deep run of show. Yeah. <laughs> the deep cut. Mm. Um, and then we kind of went, like, the opposite direction where we weren't doing, like, any of that. Right. And we were just like, we'll figure it out. And that was kind that of... That didn't make us feel good. We felt like we were all over the place. Yeah. going to forget something. Or, I think yeah. The, yeah. the outline... Which can be... It can be fun to not mm-hmm. have an outline because I personally... I know you're not as much like this, but I'm very, like, love the tangent. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it if you say something that sparks this thing or sparks that. Like, that's my kind of... Where I really feel conversation truly like lives why you and I can hang out for five hours straight and never be shut like, up ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, we're like, and this thing and that thing and like I fucking love that but I think having the outline and then you can go off book whenever exactly. like with an option to go off book mm-hmm. like that that like helps four key points that we just know for we want to hit I always feel like anytime we've done an outline I've always left or like a strong outline or if I spend some time like working through the run of show, then I always end up leaving the show feeling really good. Mm-hmm. And that I like, I hate leaving a recording being like, uh, I don't feel awesome about it. Like mm-hmm. I always, and I, I t- we tend to have a, well, we think we have a pretty good read on like what works, what doesn't, but then things that will be like, I really things don't that know. we weren't vibing on, like people love. And so then who, I guess like, we don't you know. You guys shared it with us, which I think was really helpful. And that's right. something that maybe oh, we yeah. could, we could yeah. bring. Yeah, well, so with our arsenal. listeners, we like to kind of give them like just a little map of like where we think the conversation is going to go. With that. of course letting it go wherever it needs to go. Didn't is that what I said? You said listeners. Oh yeah, I meant guests. Yeah. yeah, but if our listeners want, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want the roadmap, we'll give that to you too. Um, just so like I, for me, as when when we're guests on things, like it's always nice to like just be a little bit mentally prepared but that's more Uh, maybe more of a personality thing than like a necessity thing yeah I like being like I don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) although we did do a podcast once where they where where was that was that whose fucking podcast and I I remember myself saying aren't you the host of this show like why are you relying on me to be the person to direct this conversation (laughs) that's annoying yeah you you don't want to be a guest on a show feeling like it's up to you to drive the show yeah. or to fill in yeah. the blank spaces right that's right. not your job at all you're, you're there to illuminate a certain topic or have fun or whatever but you're not there to like provide them with the material mm-hmm. if that makes yeah. sense what do you guys love about podcasting you've done it for a while mm. so what is it that keeps you doing it um i just like talking no. <laughs> <laughs> um i think that it's just a really really awesome way to like you said have conversations and there's no <clears throat> rules like, mm-hmm. it's such a kind of, it's not really a new medium. I mean, it's becoming much more popular now, but I, there's podcasts that I know have been going on for like 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I remember even seven years ago in comedy, like people were doing podcasts. It's because you can say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You can make it whatever you want. It can be as long or as short as you want. Mm-hmm. Like there's no rules. And I, and not only about making the show, but then around the show, like what's possible 
to come to it next. Like you guys are like, oh, we're going to video record it. It's like, cool. Like you can just literally make it anything. And I think with so many other creative things, like especially with like working in TV or working in comedy, it's like there's just all these confines. And I don't think that creative people thrive in mm-hmm. confined yeah. situations. Yeah, I don't like being in cages. Me either. Yeah. So so much of what you said um, with what you're, how you're illuminating people in the creative space, I feel like we are have a beautiful opportunity to do that in like the consciousness, mindfulness, mm-hmm. well-being space of, of planting ideas and exposing people to concepts that they might not be exposed to. And we get so many, so many letters and messages from letters, people, letters, mail. handwritten letters. <laughs> and in the, in which something that they heard through this show, like shifted their trajectory or That's like awesome. helped illuminate something in their life. And like, there's, I think, yeah. you know, as human beings, like, isn't that the goal is to just like help make someone's life better. And, mm-hmm that we have a microphone in front of our faces that gives us an opportunity to project that. It's mm-hmm. like blows my mind. That's my favorite part. That's awesome. We have the gift of communication. Yeah. Can really. I, I, it, enriching other people's lives is, I think not only just the, one of the, my favorite purposes of, of being human, but I think it's such a natural way of healing to mm-hmm. help other people heals yourself as well. So it's this really interesting cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it is the, the greatest gift to be able to come here weekly and talk with people like you guys. And I love that you're in this beautiful space. This is just incredible. How did you find it? Discover it. Well, we were um, moderating, would you say? Yeah. We panel kind of thing at a matches fashion event in... Right. Um, yeah, in like Beverly Hills. Yeah. What, what was that, March? <laughs> I think March. Uh, maybe April or May. I don't know, in the spring. Yeah. And funnily enough, actually, Jill Willard, who is an intuitive that we had on our show, told Stephanie that she would be meeting somebody who's friends with Amanda Chantel Bacon, who's founder of Moon yeah. Juice, who then would become like an important fixture for some in some way or another. We did the, the panel with... Uh, Guru Jagat, and um, I was I remember I was peeing, and I like came out of the bathroom, and I was like separately in the bathroom, and it came out. I was like Stephanie, I think the Guru Jagat is the person that Jill Willard was talking about, and I was and like then, a thousand percent. And then oh. during this time, we were leaving our previous space. We were really trying to figure out like how the inner workings of the show were still going to happen. And we were then on Guru Jagat's podcast, which she records here. And we were talking to her about kind of the transition that we were in. And then she offered us the space for the summer. And now it's December. Amazing. <laughs> wow. I'm sure, I'm sure the space too. Also it was really magical. It was really magical. conversations, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I put a, a top knot bun right yeah right so away when I got just had to go full full in myself. yeah i like the, the it feels much more like free than being yeah. in a, like a studio with the headphones yeah. and that whole thing there was times when we were interviewing oh, bless you. You. fucking jordan there were <laughs> <laughs> there were times when we were interviewing people in that setting where it felt like not mm-hmm. like a casual conversation yeah. you know when you can hear your own voice it's just always gonna it's be a like weird. a little yeah. bit yeah you're gonna be self-conscious and yeah it just feels a little like jilty not a conversation yeah, and the in the image, I mean, just having the colors and the images, and, and this is you guys. This is this is you guys. No, it's literally the we literally just came from another podcast interview in a studio. Yeah, and I feel like the, it's uh, the, it was an amazing interview. Incredible Don't get me wrong. interview, really incredible. 
But All right. Okay. My, yeah, they're better than us. No, 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 no. I, I just don't, want, I just don't want this to be taken uh, the wrong way. <laughs> but my comfort level yeah. talking is a lot different here than it was in the studio. Yeah, there's yeah. something very say. magical about you're this more, space. You're less self-conscious. Yeah, just hanging out. So it's, it's that, for me, that's really interesting as a podcaster to see how the environment really kind of shifted how even I felt. I like the idea of forgetting that you're being interviewed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's important to get like the cool truths from people. That's mm-hmm. why I want to get clip-on mics. Yeah. Yeah. Little like headsets. Yeah, just like, little <laughs> clip-on mics and just walk around somebody's studio yeah. or house or wherever we are. You should do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it just becomes, it's less, here's Stringent. a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Is there anything else? I don't know. I just love you guys. No, love we're you just guys huge too. fans. Oh, love you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, now. love you guys. We just hang out. I just love what you guys are doing. It's really cool. It's inspiring to see a couple working together. And I love you. you can check out their episode with Trey Laird and Gigi, where you talk a little bit about what that's like. Mm. I love that you dropped in on the astrology on that too. Well, yeah. and, and I try to do it at the end of every interview. Is is read some. Some persons read the person's horoscope, whether they believe in it or not. I want to record your voice recording a horoscope and then play it before I go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's very. I I go into the meditation. Yeah, you do. I know. (laughs) I really do. I go right into that meditation voice. (laughs) (laughs) So amazing. And you also make new friends along the way. Totally. It's yeah. We're very we're very lucky to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, and anyone can do it. All you listeners out there. Yeah. Well, that's, I think, the one thing that is that I that we want to be fixtures for is that like to any idea you have like to do it. Go for like, it. Just do it. You just never know where. It, I mean, this was like a total side thing for both Stephanie and I. We were had completely other different visions of like what we were doing. I would be a struggling comedian for the rest of my life, and now I don't even do comedy anymore. <laughs> oh, don't you? You're you're a great comedian, though. I'm retired. No, I'm for not, the minute. I'm hey, it's hiatus. rare to be able to retire. So I know, you know it's, it's rare to retire when you've accomplished nothing. <laughs> oh, come no, on. I'm kidding. <laughs> Somebody just—I was on a phone call right before we walked in here, and the person said, "I just want to let you know." that, you know, fear and concern is so unnecessary to have in your life. And whenever you see it and whenever you feel it screaming, pick it up and hold it like a screaming child and tell it that it's okay and that there's no need for fear or concern and it's okay and you can stop the child crying and put it back down with confidence and silence Mm. it's beautiful and anyone that's like oh but I can't do my own podcast or nobody's gonna want to listen to what I have to say or I don't have the equipment or I don't have the time or I don't have the money that's those are all roadblocks that you're putting in front of yourself that are unnecessary Mm -hmm. so that was Jay Moore. That was Jay Moore, actually, the, co- the comedian. Yeah, very, we were just on his show, and he uh, he's a very enlightened, intuitive human being. Interesting. And he called me. Big fan. Just, af- just now. See, I almost didn't say his name because of the fear, and then I was like, no, fuck it. He Jay said Moore, just he's so incredible, yeah, he's and he great. lives his life without fear or concern, and he has we like made a new friend mm. with this person this beautiful person yeah and he said i just had to tell you this because i think it's going to help you to have this visualization of picking up the fear and picking up any concern or picking up any doubt and holding it in your arms and silencing it from crying and putting it down and then go watch the movie go 
great movie. And then starring you That's one of my that. favorite movies that he's in. It's <laughs> a really good one. It's a good one. So good. Also, Katie Holmes. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. yeah it's an Katie. ensemble cast, really. Yeah, it really There's is. So we could go on and on. <laughs> um, we love you guys. Thank you for sharing. Sit that, in Ali. podcast available on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> podcast One. You guys are true lights. We Thank adore you. you. So are As you. are you. Thank Aww. you. Namaste. Love you, girls. <laughs> Namaste, Steve. <laughs> yes, that's a retrograde. Okay, so I'm really excited about today's sponsor. Ooh, I love a sponsor. Me too. Uh, bless up. They're called StoryWorth, and there's something really special about it, and I think it's just in time for the holidays as a potential gift offering. StoryWorth is essentially a year of stories bound in a beautiful book. Like, have you ever wondered about your mom's first crush or the extracurricular activities your dad did in high school? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> StoryWorth is this. So every week, the person who signs up receives story prompts, and then they answer the questions in the form of a text, text, not a text, but in written word <laughs> or in photos, and then they submit them back to StoryWorth via email, and it starts to accumulate as their own story builds. And at the end of 52 weeks, it is compiled into a keepsake book, and what we love about this is first, obviously, that's a retrograde. We love a good journaling prompt. For sure. And also, the thoughtful questions are a catalyst to shining light on your family's history and fun stories for posterity. Yeah, I'm really kind of trying to find out what my grandpa was thinking during the Korean War. And I'm so excited about giving this to a special person in my life for the holidays, but I'm not going to say who it is because I think they might be listening. Interesting. Um, I think my mom would really like this. And we know she's not listening. So. She's t- <laughs> I think we've all learned that my mom isn't listening to the show. Um, and I just think it's a really cool way to get to know the people in your life who you wouldn't normally get to know him totally like Allie was saying about like what it was like interviewing her dad yeah earlier and I think that that's it's like an opportunity for us to all do that I once spent an entire car ride asking my dad questions about his upbringing and it was fascinating and I would I wanted it to be in a book so bad who wouldn't want that in a beautifully bound book so if you head over to storyworth.com slash so retrograde you'll get $20 off and then the recipient can just receive it in their inbox directly. So it's really good if it's a last minute gift. Mm-hmm. So just head over to storyworth.com. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash so retrograde. And you will get 20% off your story. $20 off. Oh, $20 off your story worth purchase. So namaste story sharing. <laughs> yes. With story worth. Yes. Now play the jingle. Bye. It's time for our It's a thorny one out there, guys. But so we figure retrograde realness, y'all. We're if just, I hear one more time that I'm in the birth canal, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking shove an epidural in my face. Can we say the thorn? Is that chill? Yeah, that's that chill. <laughs> um, I will say there's some retrograde realness happening with your car. Oh my you guys, god! Stephanie's car was parked in my parking lot, which I'm not supposed to have guests park there. Anyway. Um, The battery died because I left the light on for the second time in a week, by the way. That was the second time that my car was dead in one week. And it hasn't, that's never happened. And then we didn't charge it because it was like trapped. And then you need it to, (laughs) the person that she was parked next to, which was the only way we could 
essentially get the jumper cables aligned with your car in order to jumpstart the car. They've been out of town for like a week now. Yeah. So my car was like trapped there. <laughs> so they got our guy friend to come over and like help us push, push my car. The car. I, the, I will say... I was so impressed with your knowledge of how to jump a car. But it didn't you work. Us. I know it didn't work, but still. No, I like, I'm low key. Uh, You're good at that Good stuff. at boy stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can change a tire also. Sexual. Watch out. Changing tires, driving right stick, jumping cars. Yeah. But what happened was, I guess my battery had already been dead for so long. And because I had killed it a few days prior, we literally had the jumper cables attached for like 30 minutes. It was a whole thing. Nothing was happening. So then I called my dad and I'm like, didn't you say we have AAA? And then he's like, oh, I canceled it. But he was able to somehow like maneuver adding me to his plan, even though his plan was expired. The whole thing. So then AAA came and then he charged my battery and then he's like, your battery is bad. You need a new battery. And I was like, I can't. I don't really have the money for that right now. So I, I sent I sent him packing. because It was like $200. And called I was like, I wasn't really planning on spending $200 right now. And then I texted my dad and I'm like, I need a battery. And he's like, I'll get it to you for Christmas. And then I called the AAA <laughs> oh, guy back. Oh. I mean, the whole thing was like a five fucking It hour. was the retrograde. It was so <laughs> annoying. I hated every second of it. And now my car is fine, but. Thorn. Wah. <laughs> Thorn. Sad. So, but on top of that, we just thought, why not focus on a, a little more of a rose? Sure. Again. Yeah. So. Um, I don't also I have another thorn. Oh, okay. Sorry, random, but I worse I, for first. Go I went for to it. Italy last night. Rosie yeah. And I ate oh, lasagna. Sad Mario Batali. I know, that's my thorn. My thorn is that it's Mario Batali's restaurant thing, Endeavor, and he's he's taken down. He's there's I read this article about the guy who owns the spotted pig in New York and other restaurants. There's a restaurant here called Hearth and Home. Yeah. It's a New York Times article. His name's Ken Friedman, I think. He's like this lecherous restaurateur who just like everything just blew up in his face and in that article a lot of the waitresses that are telling the story about Ken also exposed that Mario Batali used to always come there and like there was like a third floor like party they'd be there to like you know four in the morning whatever and guess what his nickname was so gross oh no the red menace because he would like be there and like be like trying to shove his face in their crotches and like all this shit meanwhile I'm, I'm like that's fine. I'll have the lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, should I have brought a sign that was like, you know, women against Batali, but for pasta? Like, I right, don't really know. Like, something. I, what's my form of resistance As Joey, here? my boyfriend, said, he was like, obviously a man who thinks it's okay to wear socks and Crocs is like a staple, like is going to act recklessly. <laughs> no, like, that's <laughs> okay. But that's just because he's a chef. That's not fair. They're on their feet for a long time. Obviously, they think they can do whatever they want. It was a bummer, but I will say Italy was fucking good. So Italy that just opened here. If you guys have never been, there's one in New York and Chicago, I believe. It's oh, I just like a mecca of Italian delish. It's literally all imported goods from Italy, and then there's like four or five different it's like restaurants. Like a superstore. Yeah, it was. It's like delicious. imported Italian delicacy Costco. Yeah, but actually, no yes, deals. Pretty much with gelato, <laughs> zero deals. I said, "What's the?" What's the discount for the, like, the Batali discount? And my friend was, like, 69%. I was like, that's so gross. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> if you can't laugh about it, I mean, we'd all be crying. Um, but we thought it would be fun to do specific roses of what we're excited to be binging on during the holiday break because we're in high school and we go on break. <laughs> I know. I keep saying Christmas break. Like, I'm like... <laughs> The end of the semester. <laughs> right? So, Steph, what do you have Okay, for us? I watched um, two things recently that were amazing. 
I watched the Jim Carrey, Andy Kaufman documentary. Fucking amazing. Talk about channeling. I mean, full Whole on. Other level. He was channeling the spirit of Andy Kaufman. That's on Netflix, It's on right? Netflix, yeah. And it really, it really zeroes in on when Jim Carrey was playing Andy Kaufman in the movie Man on the Moon. Which was like 10 years ago. It was now. a while ago, yeah. yeah. Um, and it like is a fucking spiritual exploration of character development and acting and it's you should watch it i've seen it the best part of it oh the them okay i was like oh i've seen it yeah my favorite part like keep an eye out for you guys for the side story of his co-stars all side-eyeing him because he won't break character hating him i mean i love when the director calls him and he's like jim i have i have to tell you uh, i have never been intimidated by anyone but uh tony clifton you know i hate him and because that's that was andy's like alter ego but was also bob zamuda's alter ego so two people were playing this character and no one ever knew like who it was and he's fucking menace to society and jim's like i mean what do you want me to do like do you want it to do you want me to stop doing tony and then he's like no i don't want it to stop I just needed to talk to Jim. <laughs> like he's like he wasn't making everyone fucking Insane. crazy. It's such a wild Danny thing. Danny DeVito's like fuck this. <laughs> like it's this production's gonna get shut down. Like hilarious. But like he's a true fucking artist, and it was inspiring. So that, and then um, I binged hard. She's got to have it, which is Netflix a remake well. from a movie from so the nineties. Made the movie. She's got to have it in the nineties. Yeah. Which was like kind of what earned him his like equivocation to Woody Allen as a filmmaker um, minus like the sexual assault stuff um, <laughs> through line so far uh, um, Spike Lee is safe <laughs> um, but then they remade it he remade it as a 10 or 12 episode show for Netflix modernized obviously it's so good it's like I was inspired. She has like three different lovers and three different boyfriends. And like I was I was like, oh, this is how you like navigate being like a single person. Like I'm all in my head how to like do that. And it was just like an inspired kind of look at just being like a liberated woman in a city. I love it. And it's weirdly it's artistically list. done too. Cool. Like it's I'm very direct it. and like real true to life, but then there's like all these different kind of like interpretive sort of If it has your elements. stamp of approval. It's really good. Then I'm there for it. You'll like it. Nola Darling, that's her name. My, I heard her interviewed on Sirius. The she actress? Cool, yeah. She's amazing and she's so beautiful. My pick, mm-hmm. which is a show, like I have not been this blown away by a program in so long. It's The Marvelous Mrs. Meisel on Amazon Prime. I can't wait to watch. It is. I know where I know that girl from. She was on House of Cards. Oh, cool. Okay, so it's created by Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband who created Gilmore Girls, obviously. And this show is like, a hybrid between Gilmore Girls, Mad Men, and like a phenomenal Broadway musical. It's about a woman in the 50s who's a housewife who becomes a stand-up comedian in New York City. Huh. And it's just like so it's layered bar story. and so phenomenal. And literally have tears in my eyes when I watch it because it's just so entertaining and good and I can't say enough good things about it so I'm really excited for Christmas break (laughs) because I see myself not getting out of bed till very late in the day and binging hard on all the things I'm also gonna watch I started watching but then I got distracted the Trump documentary which one it's like about um just like the family history in the background oh yeah fascinated and we have to watch the documentary this is on my list um the brainwashing of my father 
heard about this. Okay, so I haven't watched it, but it's supposedly incredible. It's this documentary about how this girl, her father, who's, you know, a baby boomer, was for all intents and purposes up until this election a, a Democrat. But then he started watching Fox News, like, nonstop and became brainwashed. And then she makes this documentary to illuminate to him his own brainwashing. And I want to watch it so that I can make my own father watch it (laughs) and be like, see, like, do you see what's happening? Because I think that they don't realize what's happening or what has happened. Yeah. Like, if you only intake, you know, this portion of the news, then that's becomes your reality and you shut down to... Like, I, I at least think that on the other side, not that I believe in the sides necessarily, but I think that at least on the other side, there is an awareness of what's happening over there. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the, that other thing, they're like, that. there's just like a wall. Yeah. And that's just not good for anybody. Not even for them. Mm-hmm. So what is it? What did I say it's called? The brainwashing, the brainwashing of, of my, my father. father. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. All right. Yeah. Add it to the list, folks. Yeah. Um, Let's say our major rose, though. Our major rose. This week in wellness news. This week in wellness news, TBH. This is like a couple weeks ago. Sorry, are you Stephen Simbari? Yeah, I am. (laughs) TBH, insane. It's my brother. Uh, (laughs) It's an impression of my brother. (laughs) Um, So... Our dearest KKW, a.k.a. Kimberly Kardashian West, released a meditation, crystal meditation playlist on Spotify. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. You meditated to it. it. Oh, really? I saved it in my my playlist. Okay. So just shout out to KKW. KKW for spreading the good word. And what else? Oh, so just a friendly reminder that we will be speaking on a panel on podcasting at Create Cultivate Los Angeles, February 24th. And who's the keynote speaker? And who's just been casually named as the keynote speaker? Tell us. Kimberly Kardashian West. So did we manifest that? (laughs) I think so. I don't know. Unclear. Anyway. I I have been talking to her about her a lot. Yeah. Love what she's doing. Yeah, because you've just discovered her. You're like, have you guys heard about her? Yeah. Um, So silly. But um, if anybody wants to manifest a limited edition 2018 moon cycle that's a retrograde hoodie you guys you know you do then leave us a review on itunes Ooh, a giveaway! send us a screenshot to that's a retrograde at gmail.com and we will pick a winner for a little holiday gift from oh us. wow that's so generous of us and also <laughs> uh our patreon page all our patreon members are getting 20 percent off any of their purchases from that so retrograde web store and i'm about to upload the latest patreon offering which is a sound bath from ambi ambi kavanaugh herself so a lot of fun things happening we've still got two more episodes until the end of the year great ones we're so excited thank you all for listening i'm elizabeth cott i'm stephanie simbari you can follow us at so retrograde (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for taking my name. You can follow us at So Retrograde on Instagram and your various social media platforms. Guys, namaste listening. Please do. Goodbye. Yes, that's so retrograde.